What's going on, guys? Jordan here, back with another episode of the Fitness, Food, and Freedom Podcast. Today, I'm going to be talking about nutrition, so we're going to be discussing a little bit about fat loss phase speed, I guess, and talking about how fast you should be losing weight. I'll give kind of general recommendations, and then also give um, why I think slower is maybe better, and this is kind of something that has taken a while for me to experiment with. I like to experiment a little bit for you know the information before I just give it out, even if it's based on studies and common knowledge. I kind of want to try things out for myself and with clients and things like that. So um, what I've seen work the best is slow fat loss phases, and I want to talk about why that is and the pros of slower fat loss compared to fast fat loss and aggressive cuts. That's what today's show is all about. A little nutrition episode for you guys here in October 2021. It's episode 410 of the Triple F Podcast. Let's get started. Welcome to the Fitness, Food, and Freedom Podcast. Keep listening for some awesome advice on health, motivation, and becoming a better version of yourself. Be sure to tune in every week for Motivation Monday, Workout Wednesday, and Foodie Friday. Behind the mic today, your host, a strength and conditioning coach, husband, and businessman, Jordan Stoltz. It is Jordan Stoltz back with another episode of the Triple F Podcast, Fitness, Food, and Freedom. Welcome to another show, and in today's show, I want to talk a little bit about nutrition and specifically cutting fat loss phases. It's right around the corner. We're about 10 weeks out from the new year, and I know everybody's going to start focusing a little bit more on losing some weight and kind of creating new goals for themselves around this time of year, so I want to get a head start on it. And get you guys prepared. So give you guys some information that'll help you and help your expectations because I think that is what's very important, right? Is coming up with realistic and attainable expectations and things that are going to set you up for success. So I want to talk today about speed of fat loss. I think this is something a lot of people get wrong. You know, in general, it takes a long time to gain weight. Except in rare cases, I would say the majority of people have kind of a slow weight gain. You know, it's, it's it's a slow burn. It's something that happens a little bit at a time. It's trickling on. You don't really see it coming. All of a sudden, you look a little pudgy. You're a little overweight. And then it just kind of exponentially starts getting faster and faster until you feel like you can't hardly do anything about it. That's where a lot of people are. And it's never really something that's super fast and aggressive. And really the only people that have that fast and aggressive fat gain are people trying to gain weight for different reasons and do it incorrectly. So that's, you know, it's a slow process to get on. So I always tell people that remember it didn't all come on in eight weeks. So don't expect to lose it all in eight weeks, right? You have to put in, it's, it's the body's amazing in how you actually don't have to put in the exact amount of time, right? It might take you 10 years to gain the weight that you have that you want to lose, but you could lose it all in, you know, six months. So it's amazing how if we focus and dial things in and get things where, um, you know, where they need to be for the goal that you're on, 
it's amazing how you're able to make so much progress in so little time compared to the process it takes to gain it all. So that being said, you can't expect to do it all in a matter of weeks. And it definitely, in a lot of cases, won't even be a matter of months. It might take you a year of uh, of being in fat loss focused mode. It might take you six months. It might take you longer than that, depending on how much you have to lose. So a lot of patience is key here. And of course, expectations. So general advice, the right that I'm going to give out and that any client and there's special cases, of course, people who are very overweight, people who hardly have any weight to lose, they're going to be a little bit more custom cases where if someone hardly has any weight to lose, they're very, very lean. I'd probably have them lose, you know, less than a pound a week would be optimal. Preserve muscle, diet really slowly. They're already going to be fatigued and tired from dieting. It's going to be a slow process, and you're probably even going to need to taper calories up a little bit to make it even slower. On the other hand, someone who has a lot of weight to lose will be on the opposite end of the spectrum. They'll be able to lose weight very, very fast because they have a lot of stores and they don't necessarily need to eat as much because they have this fat stored. So I would probably use a lower calorie diet approach, taper that up maybe later on, but not not going to be too conservative with someone who's really overweight. It's okay to be dropping two and a half pounds a week, right? Or three pounds a week in some cases. I've seen as much as people drop 10 pounds. Not that that's going to be a weekly occurrence, but when you start dialing things in, things quickly, quickly make progress. So from that point on, it's just about consistency. And that's where, and the problem that a lot of people have are the people in the middle there, right? It's not the people that have a lot to lose. It's not the people that are really lean. It's the people right in the middle that are kind of stuck and don't know if they should go fast or slow, aggressive or conservative. And I guess I'm here to tell you based on anecdotal evidence, my experience with myself and clients, thousands and thousands of people, honestly, because most of this coaching is done virtually, slow fat loss is the way to go. And I will defend that now that I've kind of seen both sides of it. I'll defend that really against anybody. Fast fat loss might have its advantages and you know, the biggest advantage for fast fat loss is that it is a shorter stretch of willpower needed. So if you only need to diet for six weeks versus 12, those, you know, six weeks are obviously going to be over faster, which is nice for some people. Um, another thing is it can be really motivating to have fast fat loss, right? Want to give pros the credit where it's due here for fast fat loss it is motivating to see multiple pounds coming off the scale every week that's what people dream of that's what people want but in my opinion the trade-offs are just not worth it and you have to trade off a lot to lose fat really fast and there's a few things that really come to mind on why slow fat loss is better in my opinion and slow fat loss in a recommendation sense i mean a pound a week or so, right? Give or take 0.3 pounds each way. So, you know, anywhere from 0.7 to 1.5 pounds is probably like my range that I would put someone in. 1.5 is already getting a little bit on the moderate to fast side, uh, but it can be done if you have a decent amount of weight to lose like 20 plus pounds. 
under 20 pounds, I'd probably keep it around the one pound a week range. And the calculation part of that, I can help you guys with privately if you want, but for general information's sake, I'm going to give you the reasons why I think slow fat loss is better. So here we go. Let's jump right in. Reason number one, I think, is that it does preserve muscle better. And this is kind of a debate that, you know, I work at a nutrition company, so the nutrition company within the company maybe even had because um, we, you know, some people kind of saw the angle of, well, if you cut aggressively, then you actually spend less time in a deficit over the course of a year, two years, you know, or so on and so forth, even on a smaller scale over the course of a few months, if you're only in fat loss for four weeks of that, you know, you spend more time with high calories, which is a good point, And that might help preserve more muscle. Um, the conservatives side, the conservative people would say, you have to spend more time in the deficit, but your calories are higher the whole time, so you're able to maintain more muscle. I can see both angles, but I think that the latter is more true, that you're able to really keep more muscle if you diet on more calories, which effectively means taking a slower rate on your fat loss. And the reason for that to me is just that you're able to keep strength. And I think that strength loss would be the biggest cause of muscle loss because honestly, um, muscle loss is going to happen probably, hopefully to not a big extent, but a little muscle loss is common if you're losing fat and strength loss is common too. But if you can minimize strength loss, then you're able to go into your phase following fat loss and gain a lot of that muscle back. Muscle memories is a very real thing, but you have to be training regularly, keep your strength up and uh, keep improving. If you're able to do that all through your fat loss, you're in a great place to gain any muscle back that you lost and then some when you raise calories again. So I think that the muscle loss is actually a lot less if you are in a slower fat loss phase. The other thing that uh, the other thing that I would put in here is more flexibility for people that have slow fat loss goals. So everyone wants to plan out the perfect diet, right? I mean, I'm guilty of this as well. So for me, you know, if I want to lose 15 pounds or something, it's easy to say, I'm going to do this all in eight weeks, almost two pounds a week. You know, I'm going to eat this and this for breakfast and lunch. I'm going to eat these dinners. I'm going to meal prep this meal prep that take these supplements. It's easy to pre-plan things when you're motivated. But I got news for you guys. Everybody is going to hit some point where they get thrown off the rails. Everybody is, unless this is literally your job and you have no choice. I think that we are delusional if we think that we're not going to be thrown off the trail here. So it's important to plan for that flexibility and wiggle room you'll need and it's a lot easier to roll with the punches that life is going to throw at you if you have more food to work with. That's just case in point. I think moving is a good example of that. Maybe you didn't expect to be moving and then all of a sudden you have to do a move and you're eating more processed foods or at restaurants or maybe you get an impromptu vacation, which is a good thing, but how are you going to stick to your plan through that? It's a lot easier if you have, you know, 40 grams more carbs and 20 grams more fat to work with. Uh, 
arbitrary uh, numbers, but you know what I mean. More food equals more flexibility and probably a healthier mental approach to dieting in the sense that you don't feel so restricted all the time. And that's also my next point is the mental side of things. I believe slower fat loss creates a better mental relationship about dieting in your head. So it's your mindset around dieting, right? Your mentality. If you go too aggressive, you really get in a restriction mindset. And it is very, very easy to start equating a ton of cardio and not eating anything but, you know, broccoli and fish and whatever. Ultra restriction equals results in fat loss. And to think you have to do that every time. It is very freeing and you know, just liberating to know that all it takes is a little bit smaller portions, maybe a little less processed food so you stay full and get your nutrients, maybe a bit more focus on protein, maybe you eat fewer times per day, maybe you skip the treats, but it's just a little moderation to create that deficit. It goes a long, long way. And when you know that, you get a feeling of power over dieting a little bit where you know you can implement that at any time, where it's not a big deal if you gain three or four pounds because you don't have to go through all this suffering again. You can just moderately restrict, lose that weight over over several weeks, and be right back where you wanted to be. And uh, that's a better headspace to be in than big-time restriction, in my opinion. And uh, a, a lot of people get kind of stuck in that restriction and then – bounce back the other way and I think that the bounce back effect of slow dieting is also very very minimal it's really hard to not rebound really hard when you cut really hard so another pro there I think that those are the biggest ones the flexibility is huge for me I think that you also have more flexibility not just for things like rolling with the punches of life like restaurants and birthday cake and stuff but also for planning things that are going to help you adhere and train better. So the two biggest things that really predict how well your your phase goes, in my opinion, is going to be if you're sticking to your diet and if you're training pretty well. So you're able to do things like eat more carbs around your workouts, eat more food after your workouts, maybe schedule a high day on the weekend so you can adhere better because you like to eat more yummy food then. You can do things like that if you have more to work with. So that flexibility for most people in the general population goes a very, very long way. Overall, I think that there are pros and cons to each, but the people who are giving the pros to aggressive fat loss are doing it from a setting of competitors, fitness professionals, or a lab, which isn't most of you guys. It isn't me, and it isn't the majority of the population, right? What most people need to do is learn and practice a little moderation and take fat loss a little bit slower. It is going to retire. It is going to require a lot of patience and um, it is going to require some discipline because you have to stay in fat loss a bit longer than if you're losing fat really rapidly. But keep in mind, you just need a low minimum, right? Try to lose at least a pound a week. Sometimes it might be two or three pounds if you hit everything really perfect, or maybe you 
you know, thought you were going to need that flexibility, but you didn't. So you ate a little bit less. You can intuitively kind of go through this and lose more. But the point is don't require yourself to lose more and beat yourself up when you don't by restricting even more. That's the kind of cycle I don't want you guys to get into as listeners of this podcast. I kind of hope that you're able to take this as a long journey. I know it's exciting. It's, you know, you're motivated to get after it. You are upset when you look at yourself sometimes or how your clothes fit and you want to be on the other side of this goal. But it is a slow process and taking it slow has huge advantages. Another big one is that you're just building a lifestyle, right? And that's okay. It might take you longer to look how you want to look, but in the meantime, the journey, you're able to create a good, healthy lifestyle around fitness that's going to carry through into your life. You're not done after that. It's not like you're cutting for a movie role and then you put all the pounds back on. You just created for yourself a healthy lifestyle that you can use afterwards to maintain your progress and even get better and better year over year. And that's what I want for you guys. So that's it for today. Episode 410, slow fat loss is superior to fast fat loss. And I'll defend that to my grave. Thank you for listening to today's show. And if you like the show, be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Maybe check out some old episodes and uh, shoot me an email. Emails in the description of this podcast if you like it and have a question for the show. I'll talk to you guys next time. Thank you for listening to the Triple F Podcast. Please leave a five-star iTunes review and share the podcast with your friends and family. Tune in next time for more great tips on On fitness, fitness, food, and and freedom. freedom.